0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Inspiring Our World. It's Julie Tara here, and today I'm going to be talking with you about how microplastics affect indoor and outdoor air. When we talk about microplastics, it's generally in the context of water pollution, since plastics, as they take hundreds of years to break down, systematically leach from landfills into our waterways. A less known way that microplastics might adversely impact our health is through the air we breathe. And that's what we're going to discuss today. What microplastics are we breathing in every day? When working at home, driving to the office, outdoor cycling, or running, or in different environments. There's a big gap in knowledge, and thanks to researchers around the globe, answers will be found, but time is of the essence. The American Lung Association's Chief Medical Officer, Albert Rizzo, poses the analogy between the decades-long effort to convince the government that smoking causes cancer and the current attempts to prove the adverse reactions caused by inhaling and ingesting microplastics. He says, by the time we got enough evidence to lead to policy change, the cat was out of the bag. I can see plastics being the same thing. Will we find out in 40 years that microplastics in the lungs led to premature aging of the lung? or to emphysema? We don't know that. In the meantime, can we make plastics safer? Plastics continue to fragment in the environment, shredding into fibers even finer than a strand of human hair, and therefore easily airborne and inhaled. Realistically, we live in a cloud of airborne dust particles and our bodies have grown accustomed to them. However, people with dust allergies and or those who are asthmatic show visible signs of suffering. Add microplastics to the mix of airborne dust and the results may well be concerning. This spring, scientists from the Netherlands and the United Kingdom announced they had found tiny plastic particles in living humans, in two places where they hadn't been seen before, deep inside the lungs of surgical patients and in the blood of anonymous donors. Together, the study signaled a shift in the focus of concern on airborne microplastics. Dick Wirt a professor emeritus of toxicology at the Frey Universiteit Amsterdam and co-author of the blood study says plastics should not be in your blood. We live in a multi-particle world so the trick is to figure out how much plastics contribute to that particle burden and what does that mean. In both studies, the plastic particles found were primarily smaller than one micrometer, small enough to have been inhaled. Whether such particles can pass from the blood into other organs, especially into the brain, which is protected by a unique dense network of cells that form a barrier, isn't clear. We know particles can be transported throughout the body via the river of blood, Vethak says. The lung study done at University of Hull in the UK showed just how intrusive airborne particles can be. Researchers were stunned to find the highest number of plastics of various shapes and sizes embedded deep in the lower lung lobe. One of the fibers was two millimeters long. You would not expect to find microplastics in the smallest parts of the lung with the smallest diameter, says Hull environmental ecologist Jeanette Rothfeld. And according to Kari nadu a Stanford University physician and director of allergy and asthma research, the particles identified in the University of Hull lung study are known to be toxic to humans and have caused lung irritation, dizziness, headaches, asthma, and more. Another team at the University of Plymouth in the UK decided to compare the threat from eating contaminated wild mussels in Scotland to that of breathing air in a typical home they concluded that people would take in more plastic by inhaling tiny invisible plastic fibers floating in the air around them fibers shed by their own clothes carpets and upholstery than they would by eating the mussels. the entire month of may is designated as national asthma and allergy awareness here so we'll continue to explore various facets of air and its effects on our health, our energy levels and quality of life. I want to share here a few tips of just how I daily cultivate my immune system. And perhaps some of them you may have thought of, I'm sure. And some of them perhaps not, and maybe they'll be helpful. You know, first of all, We need nature in different forms to stay healthy and bolster our immune system. All the elements are needed. Earth, magnetism, grounding, air, to breathe is to live, fire, the sun, and water. Hydration is critical. In synergy with plant life, of course these create our healthiest foods. Nikon Technologies focus on these elements to our great delight. Let's look at a few key areas. Sleep. Seven to nine hours of deep sleep is recommended. Two nights of interrupted sleep compromises our immune system by 50%. Our sleep system is a revolution in sleep technology. Let's look at when we take a shower in the morning. It is said that cold water at the very end of your shower Using our shower filter, of course, helps to strengthen our immune system. You can look up Wim Hof, he's done a lot of amazing work on cold water and the effects on the human body. Clean, fresh air, we've been talking about this. This is absolutely critical. Also, did you know that indoor heating and air conditioning plus electronics create massive amounts of positive ions. They make us feel tired, ill at ease, sad, irritable, and so on. The Kanker Air Purifier, with its amazing negative ion generation, counteracts that in the most profound way, giving us the experience of natural buoyant energy, positivity, lightness of being, so we can all get along easily and well. We have many fabulous testimonials coming in from so many of you on the wonders you've experienced with the Kenko Air Purifier. Thank you, it's so inspiring and we'll be sharing them. Water, of course, and not only any water but the best alkaline, mineralized, magnetized, microstructured water, PIMAG water. Grounding, earthing, to connect to all the hugely beneficial ions of the earth are grounding that. Let's look at organic plant-based whole foods. This kind of diet powerfully supports our intestinal tract, a huge way to boost our immune system. This has been my primary way of eating since I was 23 years old. Less animal food, processed foods, chemical additives, colorings, etc. Is very supportive of our digestion in so many ways. Supplements such as prebiotics, lactoferrin, probiotics, KVB shake, zinc and copper, Mega Daily Four, key enzymes, J Greenzymes, elderberry, siaga, detox, liver support, mushrooms, immunity. The list goes on we have so much in our repertoire with the wellness home don't we how marvelous is that let's look at exercise we are woefully sedentary these days what with all the work on computers working from home it's a problem movement is critical for heart lymph skeletal structure and muscular health We need good, healthy, oxygenated blood flowing through every capillary throughout our body. Find what works for you and challenge yourself a little bit every day if you can. I love hiking, walking, dancing, Pilates, yoga, gyrotonics. Working out with a personal trainer can be fabulous too for getting results dancing around your living room is a wonderful way to get natural exercise and will make you naturally happy too i would add that singing is wonderful for cultivating radiant health the vibration of the singing voice moves through the entire body waking it up so sing happy songs daily if you can and don't worry about whether you think you can sing or dance The truth is, we all can naturally sing and dance. Just look at the tribal peoples of the world. They haven't forgotten, but we have forgotten. And sometimes we feel shy and awkward. Just do it all by yourself if you need to. You'll feel great, I promise you. Now nature, we've got to get out into nature if we can. Also, this way we get vitamin D naturally from the sunlight walk without sunglasses on if you can as that sunlight needs to come in through the eyes as well as on the skin this sets off a cascade of internal processes to keep us healthy we are grossly malilluminated, and we need to correct that for true radiant well-being gardening is a lovely way to get outside and produce beautiful food or flowers too meditation stillness prayer these quiet times are very very important to counteract stress cortisol norepinephrine and they help us reconnect to the all that is the heart of the universe spirit god whatever you call the oneness so crucial for well-being Positive relationships with loved ones and friends is of huge benefit. We've seen this clearly, especially recently, that isolation can lead to great loneliness and our immune system suffers greatly. Intimacy with a love partner has been proven to increase immunity also. How lovely is that? Though we are using social media as a wonderful way to build connections and businesses, what other kind of media are we absorbing? How about a media fast? Be very mindful of how much media you take in and also the quality. Is it positive and uplifting? Or is it a low vibration, waste of time that makes you feel sad, depressed, angry? Fasting from media might be just what you need. It may do you the world of good. We're sensitive, we get affected by things easily, and this can really compromise our immune system if we're taking in the wrong media diet over and over again. There are many more things we could discuss here, but this is it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment and share these podcasts with others as you go about your days we'll connect again next week thanks so much and bye for now